Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Welcome to the show. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, all of our great ESPN stations around the country, Sirius XM 80 in the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. The Jaguars in a stunning defeat last night at the hands of the Cincinnati Bengals, 34-31 in overtime. Game you saw on ESPN, Trevor Lawrence unfortunately gets hurt, but first... I believe we have an update on Slippergate. We do have an update. Ooh. So Tuesday is getting off to a better start than Monday did. Okay. The slippers were found. I got to give credit to our very own Killer Mike, the guy behind the glass in the control room. Pretty much the go-to for, for everything. everything here. Literally everything. At all three studios at the seaport. But Killer Mike found them. They were in the break room for the staff. I don't know how they made their way back there, but we actually have – the slippers. So we don't know exactly who put the slippers back there. We don't know how they got there, but the slippers were recovered. Now, there was another development in Slippergate. Okay. So fan of the show, Jaleel, who works for a company in the Midwest called Minnetonka, they make some awesome slippers. Yes. Heard about Slippergate yesterday and is sending me some merch, including a brand new set of slippers. So when I get them, we will debut them on the show, and I will retire the slippers that I have on my feet now because, as Smalls called them, they're a little bit worn. By the way, I lost my they're, slippers, too. They're, they're a little so bit worn. I, we all lost slippers. Yeah. I didn't have slippers, all lost but slippers? now I lost them if you want. Size 13. <laughs> no, they're not. They're just loved. They're loved. They're loved. Um, but I have some Severe follow-up questions. Okay. Why are they in the break room? I don't know. Somebody wore those in the break room. I I feel like that. I feel like I'm choosing not to think about that right now because I really wanted to put them on my feet this morning because it just puts me in just so much of a better mood for a four-hour radio show. So I'm not thinking about who might have had their feet in them. Okay. But I'm thinking about the fact that I got them and I got a new pair of slippers that are on the way. So it's a win-win for you. It's a win-win all the way around. I have another follow-up. We have a break room? Yeah, it's a break room. I don't think it's for us, though. Where is this? Well, uh, well, I mean, you're new around here, so stick around. We'll show you all the little ins and outs. I didn't know we had a break room. All the nooks and crannies. Uh, yeah, we got, we, got, we got things over like here. Like the room to the left of the we, kitchen? We, we got things around here. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the room. I didn't know I was allowed in there. Why? Why would you think I you don't couldn't think go you in are. there? Well, now that we have differing opinions, you, you oh, don't think you are? No, I think. Oh, you don't think Cece's I am? Allowed. I don't yeah, know if I don't think you're. She oh, I'm think, not allowed she in the break. You're room. allowed in the break room. Yeah, got it. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, that's Cece's good been to know. around these parts. He's a made man. <laughs> you you got to earn your way. Some like it. Some you know like it. Mean? That's like where the vets go and the rookies go yeah, to the other side. I carry your slippers to the break room. Is what I do. All right, we are on sportsman. Like that's good to hear. Cece's slippers have been found, and somehow by losing one pair of slippers, he gains two pairs of slippers, which is just an amazing thing that happened. Here, But unfortunately, the story last night of Monday Night Football, yes, it should be in theory. Jake Browning looked great for the Cincinnati Bengals. 
but we have a former number one overall pick, a team that was potentially en route to the number one overall seed in the AFC that now could be potentially without Trevor Lawrence. Guys, that's where we got to start today on that Trevor Lawrence injury slash the Jaguars loss in overtime to the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, it's a devastating loss for the Jacksonville Jaguars. All you can do is hope the best for Trevor Lawrence. But what this means for the AFC is that the number one seed is up for grabs. And sitting here yesterday... I earmarked the Jacksonville Jaguars as the team that would have the inside track to do that. Now, you both know that I was bullish on the Jacksonville Jaguars coming into this season Uh because of the division that they played in and looking at the landscape of the conference. It was going to be an easier road for them to stack wins than anybody else. But now it gets a lot more difficult because the next three teams that they play are all playoff contenders. You've got the Cleveland Browns on the road, the Baltimore Ravens, one of the best teams in football, and then the Tampa Bay Bucks who are contending for a division title. So I just, it's not going to be easy. And if Trevor Lawrence has to miss an extended period of time, this could be trouble for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Big time. An initial test showing that it's just a sprained ankle. He's going to undergo further tests to determine the extent of the injury. But he's not only this season, he's your future. So he's a guy that you definitely don't want to push it. You don't want to potentially risk any further injury. This is a devastate, and we're showing it on the television side. Last night when you're watching this, it just looked so bad when you saw it in the moment. You could tell just the way he fell, the pain that he was in. Um, This is a bad development for the Jacksonville Jaguars and a very disruptive, potentially, uh, development in the AFC. But what is in the water, guys, with all of these injuries that's happening this year, specifically at the quarterback position? It is outrageous the amount of star quarterbacks that have gone down this season. I would argue three going into the season. Three of the top seven or eight guys that we thought about going into the season are now out. Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, and Trevor Lawrence. We'd have to do, like, the preemptive rankings. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts were in there before the season, right? And maybe Dak you throw in there as well. Mm. But, I mean, we're talking about three of the top six, seven, eight, whatever, however you want to do the rankings, that are out now either for the season. We assume Rodgers is going to be done for the season. Maybe not. Um, Burrow is. And now Lawrence. See, here's the thing about him. I think you don't judge a book by its cover. People look at him, the long hair. They compare him to Sunshine and remember the Titans. And they, don't think he's, <laughs> they don't think he's tough. That dude is as tough as could be. If you told me he played next week, I'd believe it through an injury. He's that kind of tough. And same thing with Joe Burrow, but obviously Burrow's injury was too much. But this is bad. This is It's very disappointing because every single time you think the Jaguars have a chance to really go to that next level, they haven't gone there this year. And this is going to prevent them from doing that. Now, they do have a capable backup for a week or two. C.J. Beathard has been there, been in the league for a little bit. Not maybe not Jake Browning good. No, I was about to say <laughs> this ain't Jake Browning or Gardner Minshew. I mean, Gardner so- Minshew, we can no longer. I'm sorry, you know I feel this way. We can no longer consider this guy a backup. He's what? he's going to make the playoffs this year as a starter. I love Gardner Minshew, but anyway, so their backup quarterback situation with C.J. Beathard can get them through a week or two. See, I think you just made the biggest point without even realizing it. I mean, you said the thing about Gardner Minshew and the Indianapolis Colts. You look at the two teams in the AFC South that are nipping at the Jaguars' heels, both of them got seven wins, and their remaining schedules are a lot easier than Jacksonville's. So I think it is on the board that Jacksonville does not win the AFC South, and they're potentially going to be a wild card. That's how significant this injury is with Trevor Lawrence. When you look at the remaining strength of schedule for the Houston Texans, it's the easiest in the division. It's the 27th-ranked strength of schedule in the NFL. The only teams that they play with a winning record are the Browns and the Colts. They still got two games against the Titans and a game against the Jets. 
So, I mean, they're in good shape. And then when you look at the Indianapolis Colts, they're in good shape. They've got games against the Steelers with Mitch Trubisky, game against the Atlanta Falcons nobody believes in. And then you're talking about a game against the Raiders, a little feisty in the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think between those two teams, that's your division winner in the AFC South. It's it's incredible to say that sitting here today, knowing what we know about the Jacksonville Jaguars and their full body of work, because I thought they were one of the top five teams in the NFL coming into Week 13. But all of a sudden, you have to significantly change the math because of the Trevor Lawrence injury. Yeah, this could be a massive opportunity for the Houston Texans because even those two teams that you mentioned that are over 500, both of those are winnable games for the Texans no with doubt. the way that they've been playing. No doubt. And to think that they could go from being one of the biggest hot messes in the NFL to potentially winning their division this year because of the way that they've been playing and the circumstances around them, what a turn of fortunes that would be for the Texans. I still will take the Jaguars, assuming that he's not out for the season, which I don't know that he is. How many – you saw the injury You'll take the Jaguars night. to do what? To win the division. I'll still take the Jaguars to win the division. If because Trevor Lawrence is out. Let's say he's out two weeks. I'll take them to win the division. If we think that based on that injury, he's going to be out a lot longer than that. Ooh, you, think, okay. you saw no. I mean, you know, we don't. No, know I mean, like it didn't. Would. It didn't look great. I don't want to speculate. I, I don't want to speculate. I'm I'm hoping for the best for Trevor. Right. I hope that he's in a walking boot today and that he's fine as a way to go out there and play on Sunday. That that is my hope. Now, I, I don't think that's going to be the case from all of my years playing football and knowing what certain injuries look like. But, yeah, it, it, it wasn't great, and you're just hoping that Trevor Lawrence can get back sooner rather than later because he's, he's obviously the best chance that the Jacksonville Jaguars have to go on a deep playoff run, but he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL period. So as a football fan, you want him out there on the field. Now, last night, you just so happened to add insult to injury because that was a game that you should have won if you're Jacksonville. No doubt. I mean, you went in as a double-digit favorite. And credit to Cincinnati, they were feisty. Jake Browning gave you all you wanted. He only threw five incompletions, and he put the ball in the air over 35 times. So that's impressive. But that's a game that you still should have won. You had a chance in regulation with less than five minutes to go. Brandon McManus decides he wants to miss a 48-yard field goal. I'm sorry, but if it's less than 50 yards in the final five minutes of the game – that's a, a field goal that you got to have, especially when it's go-ahead points. So that was a, mis, a miscue. And then you had the holding call, I think it was on Anton Harrison in overtime, that called back a huge gain to Calvin Realty that would have put the ball inside of the five-yard line, which essentially would have sealed the game for you. So those mistakes are ultimately what ended up costing you. Now, your defense didn't cover themselves in glory either, but you had a chance to win that game even with C.J. Beathard, and you blew it. Those are the things, those are the opportunities that you can't give away if you're going to be a team that's going to go on a deep playoff run. Yeah, that was one of my big takeaways, too, from last night. Shout out to Jake Browning. Unbelievable. That Cincinnati offense put up a season-high 491 yards. Mm. You did not expect that from them last night. But if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, when a, a team is missing their guy, the, the reason that we consider them to be Super Bowl contenders, playoff contenders, and Joe Burrow, when he is out – I know Jake Browning played a great game. As his head coach, Zach Taylor, said last night, he lit the world on fire. If you're the Jaguars and you're supposed to be a team that can potentially get to the conference championship round, you cannot let that happen. You absolutely cannot lose a game like that last night. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776 is your telephone number to join the show on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the ones fans deserve. So who's going to be the number one seed in the AFC? Where are you guys going to weigh in on that? Because now... Jacksonville certainly question mark because of the Trevor Lawrence injury. If you had to bet a dollar right now by way of ESPN bet, 
as to who the number one seed is in the AFC, who's it going to be? 888-SAY-ESPN. We will give you our answers coming up. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. For more information, Dolphins Radio Network, WQAM in Miami, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. With the Jaguars lost last night, they no longer control their own destiny for the number one seat in the AFC. Trevor Lawrence out with an ankle injury for how long to be determined which now puts us in a position where we debate as to who the number one seed is going to be in the AFC. We have three choices. That doesn't mean there couldn't be others, but we are going to, at this point, limit it to three choices. So, Dolphins, Ravens, Chiefs are our big three of teams that we think right now could potentially secure the number one spot in the AFC. So if you go to ESPN Bet, you put a dollar down and you had to bet on one of them, where are you guys going? (laughs) <laughs> Smalls. I, I think I think I'm going with Did you Baltimore. just defer? You just deferred. You're like, That's I don't okay. want to answer That's this. Okay. This is I'll, hard You're damn right. It's not an easy, it's <laughs> no, not it's easy not. question. This is a very tough assignment. I think I'm going to go with Baltimore just because I have more faith in them down the stretch against quality opponents than I do Miami because we really haven't seen Miami beat anybody. Now, with that being said, Baltimore does have to face uh, the Rams. Who are feisty now. Who are feisty. Uh, the the Jaguars, we don't know what the Trevor Lawrence situation is. The 49ers, who look absolutely unbeatable. Best team in football. Miami, who haven't really beat anybody, but you never know. And the Steelers, which they should handle business there. Conversely, Miami has the Titans, the Jets, the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills. And that final stretch there with the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills, I don't know what version of Miami is going to show up for that game because we really haven't seen them exert themselves against quality opponents. So I guess if I have to put money on it, I feel more confident with Baltimore. And here's the thing with the Bills game. We don't know if the Bills will actually be playing for anything because they could be eliminated from the postseason by the time we get there. Right now they're 11th in the AFC playoff standing, so we'll see what ends up happening. But they'll have the Josh Allen interception streak. That'll be keep going. So that, they, they're trying to accomplish it. So they want to play it? They want to play on the keep <laughs> like, the Hey, we want to keep it going. <laughs> here, here, take the ball. Yeah, as crazy as this sounds, it's probably still the Kansas City That's Chiefs. That's where I was going to go. It's probably still the yep. Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, what's understood doesn't I, need it, to be said. Well, <laughs> well, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. But I, let, let me say this, though. If you gave me a week, I'll tell you definitively. If they win this game against the That's Buffalo the Bills, yep. it, it's wide open for them. I mean, the remaining schedule after that, the New England Patriots, even though it's in Foxborough, it's an unlosable game. You can <laughs> you cannot lose to the New England Patriots. It, it's been proven. Brandon Staley tried his damnedest last week. It didn't work. He won 6 nothing. He couldn't do it. Couldn't lose the game. 
Even Brandon Staley <laughs> couldn't lose that game to the Bill Belichick-led New England Patriots. So you got them, you got the Las Vegas Raiders, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the L.A. Chargers. You feel pretty good about the Chiefs' chances, especially with the defense that they're bringing to the party, of being able to win those games. So, yeah, I, I think it's still the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, I think it's 12, 12 wins will get you there. I mean, out of the Ravens and the Miami Dolphins, I believe the Chiefs have the better conference record. So we'll see what ends up happening. Like, they have four losses, but, but two of them are two NFC teams. So we'll we'll see what ends up happening. But, I, I mean, I mean, three of them are two NFC teams. So they only have one loss in the AFC. So we'll see what happens. But I think it's still the Kansas City Chiefs until otherwise notified. I agree. Think about the way that this is all unfolding for Kansas City, too. I have been down on them relative to the version of Kansas City that we've seen in past years. But one by one, so many of these teams that we thought were going to be defenders to the throne in the AFC have proven themselves to not be there because of injury or otherwise. You've got the Jets, who were basically out at the beginning of the season with Aaron Rodgers injuries to Joe Burrow, now this Trevor Lawrence situation, uh, Cleveland with questions at the quarterback position, the Bills, who are they? One by one, it seemingly seems like all of these people that we thought were going to be world beaters in the AFC are falling by the wayside, and it's lining up for, once again, the Kansas City Chiefs, even if they're a depleted version of the Kansas City Chiefs, to to be the front runners in this conference. I totally agree with you. I also will hold out one piece of judgment. If we get a report today that somehow, some way, Trevor Lawrence is going to come back sooner than later, I still do think Jacksonville is alive. But everything that you're saying, CC, without diagnosing an injury, would be based on what you see. It's probably more surprising that he plays next week than it would be if he was out a few games. Meaning that type of injury would indicate that a player could be hypothetically. I'm putting a lot of caveats here. Out a few games. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's where that that's where I kind of go back and forth on this. If hypothetically he's okay, I still think that they have a shot. But based on what you're saying, it doesn't seem like he's going well, to be well. Okay. A shot to get to the number one seed, right? Is yeah. That what we're talking that's about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, listen, it, it, I would be surprised at this point, based on what that injury looked like, if the Jacksonville Jaguars get the number one seed. I I don't know that I can say I would be surprised if the Jacksonville Jaguars have to go into the postseason as a wild card. Just because of how good those two teams are behind them and knowing how important T-Law is to that team. Because it's not just him coming back and playing, but it's what version of Trevor Lawrence you're going to get with that ankle injury. Right. I.e. the early version of Joe Burrow this year, where it's like it wasn't fully him. He was yeah. out there, but it wasn't fully him. Exactly. 888-SAY-ESPN, your telephone number to join the conversation of the Dr. Pepper call in line. Jimmy Joe Pesci in Chicago <laughs> joins us. Hello, Jimmy Joe Pesci. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. I'm coming at you with respect. I'm coming at you with facts, okay? Let me tell you guys something. Um, can I cook? Can I cook? Go ahead. Hello? Yes, yeah. Chef. Go Hello? ahead. Oh, who's? my name is Jeff. Joe Pesci. Chef, Jeff? you said, can I cook? I said, go oh, ahead, no, Chef. No, 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 cook. Cook meaning can I spit facts? That's yes, what yes. Said, I yes, said, Chef, times. go ahead. You can cook, Chef. I apologize. Thank you for having me on. Thank hey, you hey. for letting me speak. Let me just say something, man. Let me just say something. You cannot. Wait, do you want to say something? Nobody. I'm just curious. <laughs> Thank you, Joe yes, Pesci, for the call. Jason in Washington joins us listening on the ESPN app. What's up, Jason? Hey, what's up, you guys? Hey, I want to thank you guys for uh, keeping me company every night. Uh, I work by myself in a boiler house at the state hospital, and uh, you guys make me laugh every night. So uh, I appreciate all you guys. Uh, so I just want to say that. Uh, 
my Dolphins will be the, uh, the team to beat. Um, I've been waiting a lot of years for them to uh, to come around, and they are they're getting healthy. Their defense is starting to gel. Nobody can stop Tyreek, and uh, I believe Miami's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And uh, I think they'll be delivering uh, a Christmas Eve loss to the Cowboys. And um, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what I have to say. Yeah, and thanks for the phone call. I don't like the Dolphins are nine and three. They don't have that signature win yet. That's not to say that they can't have a signature win. It's just we need to see it a little bit. They're not going to be able to have it over the next two week with two weeks with the Titans and the Jets. But then they finish the season with the Cowboys at the Ravens and then home against the Bills, where they lost the Bills already the season. So even if the Bills are not playing for a playoff spot, it's still avenging a previous loss, which is of significance. So they have a chance to prove us. I don't want to say wrong. They have a chance to prove something they haven't proven yet by winning some of those games late. Yeah, I mean, they have an opportunity in the next couple of weeks to stack some wins against the Titans and the Jets, and I would put the Jets in that unlosable game category because how bad they are, we'll get to their quarterback situation in a minute (laughs) because even when it's bad, they somehow find a way to make it worse. But in in looking at their situation, I, I mean, you're really talking about that game on New Year's Eve against the Baltimore Ravens. That'll be the one that'll tell the tale. That game could decide who the number one seed is in the entire AFC when we talk about playoff seeding. So I think that in-conference game against Baltimore will tell us everything we need to know in terms of what the ceiling for the Miami Dolphins will be once we get to the postseason. But, I mean, they're going to run away with the AFC East right now. Like that, It's their division. They own that. The only thing they're playing that, playing for now is potentially getting a first-round bye in home field throughout. And that's not a little thing when it comes to Miami. Yeah. Everybody wants to think about home field advantage when it comes to cold-weather places. But trust me, as a, as a former defensive lineman played over, decade in the league if you've been running around in 20 and 30 degree temperatures and then all of a sudden you got to go and play in 70 degree weather that's going to be a shock to your system really absolutely is that a a bigger home field than freezing cold weather or it's equal to it's equal to this time of year it's equal to it's a shock to your system because you're exhausted you're exhausted dehydration all of those things like that that is a shock I mean, so that I would like never I, consider that. You no, would think it would be but, a welcome thing. No, 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 no. That that's 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 something that you have to be concerned with to some degree. So this time of year and later, if you got to go down to Miami, that's not going to be an easy task in the playoffs. So just something to consider. But uh, I mean, the Miami Dolphins could potentially be the team that gets home field throughout in the AFC, and I don't think that's something that we've actually entertained at any point this season. Well, and they're going to be 11-3 and three going into that final stretch, yeah. right? So they're going to be ele- so even if they have a losing record or 2-1 and one in that final stretch, they still have a shot of a number one seed as long as they do what they're supposed to do over the next two, which they have given us zero indication that they are not going to win the games they're supposed to win. That is what they have done all year long to their credit. But I will say this, Miami's defense is starting to come around. Like they're, like they're keeping people in the teens in terms of defense. They've created, they've gone six straight games with takeaways. And, and, and so, I mean, this defense is finally starting around in the form. Jalen Ramsey is back. They got one of the best cornerback tandems in the league with him and Xavier Howard. They got yeah. playmakers all over that defensive front with Zach Sealer and Christian Wilkins and, um, you know, Bradley Chubb. You still got guys even in the absence of Jalen Phillips. So, yeah, this is this is going to be a team that's going to have something to say. I just want to see them actually beat a team that Me we too. know is good. Because we know they're capable of it. Yeah. Do, do we re- do we do the thing where we retroactively call the Denver Broncos win a good win? Yes. 
Do, do we do like no. do we apply to college football playoff logic? Because Denver is a different team now no. than they were two months ago. They won by fifty. I was gonna say anytime you put up seventy points, <laughs> yeah. I think it's a good win. But that version of the Broncos defense is not the version that we see no. now. No, no, but they won by fifty. Coming up. Canty's Power Rankings next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Here we go. Candy's Power Rankings. We are Unsportsmanlike along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Candy, Evan Cohen, brought to you by Progressive Insurance, CC. What are our rankings today? Ooh, yes, that good NFL music. Let's get it going. We got some some movement in the power rankings, Smalls. We got a lot. We got a lot of movement in the power rankings, including a new champion, a new number one. But we got to get this thing started at number five, Javante. The Miami Dolphins, the most explosive offense in the National Football League. That is not hyperbole. They have 188 plays on the season of 10 yards or more, which means. 25% 25% of their plays, 25% of their offensive snaps, they're going for a play of 10 yards or more. That is absolutely insane. And they have the guy that I think should be the favorite to win MVP. That would be Tyreek Hill. I said it yesterday. I'll say it again. He just had his fifth 150-yard receiving game. That is tied for the NFL single-season record with Tim Brown, Antonio Brown, and Jerry Rice. That is good company to be keeping. Right now he's on pace for 2,098 yards, 17 touchdowns, and 132 grabs. That is a very dangerous offense, and their defense is starting to come to the party as well. The last three games, they've kept opponents down in the teens in scoring. They got, the, if not the best, one of the best cornerback tandems in Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey. They still have pressure players up front in the absence of Jalen Phillips. They've got Zach Sealer. They've got Christian Wilkins. They've got Bradley Chubb. This is a team that you need to watch down the stretch because as that defense continues to gel, they're going to give a lot of teams some problems. Next, for all the haters out there, I want you to hear me and hear me good. The Dallas Cowboys are fourth in my power rankings. I'm not hating on the Dallas Cowboys, but I view the Dallas Cowboys. 
the Dallas Cowboys through the lens of can they beat San Francisco or can they beat Philadelphia? Because if they go into the playoffs as a wild card, we know they're going to play against the tomato can from the NFC South in the first round. We know that. Whether it ends up being Atlanta, Tampa, New Orleans, it's all the same. They're going to beat the brakes off them just like they beat the brakes off of Tampa, a team with a losing record last year on the road first round. But what it came down to is, whether or not they can get through the San Francisco 49ers in the second round. Now, depending on seeding, that could end up being the Philadelphia Eagles, but you get the point. Everything that I see from the Dallas Cowboys is judged through the lens of, is that going to be good enough to beat the Philadelphia Eagles And right now, or or the San Francisco 49ers, and right now, based on their run game or lack thereof in between the tackles, I don't have a lot of faith in the Dallas Cowboys that they can beat a team like that. Their four-minute offense is trash because they don't have a physical presence when it comes to being able to run the football. Also, red zone is a concern. They were 50% in the red zone against the Seattle Seahawks. Why that matters is because three of the top five Teams in red zone efficiency last year played on conference championship weekend. So being able to be good in the red zone matters against good teams. I don't need you to be good in the red zone against the Giants, the Commanders, or the Carolina Panthers. You need to be good in the red zone against teams that are actually going to be in the playoff mix. Next, number three team in the power rankings, the Philadelphia Eagles. They had to slide a little bit, Smalls. And listen, I still think they're one of the the three best teams in the National Football League, but they got embarrassed. They got embarrassed on Sunday, and and the biggest reason why I think has to do with the rest disparity. I mean, the San Francisco 49ers had four extra days to prep. They had four extra days of rest because they played on Thanksgiving in Week 12, and the Philadelphia Eagles played on Sunday. And let's remember, that was an overtime game against the Buffalo Bills. Their defense played 92 snaps, was on the field for 40 minutes. Their defense the week before was on the field for over 32 minutes against the Kansas City Chiefs. So there's a little bit of a fatigue factor there, and I think that played a role in the version of the Eagles that you got. But the two missed opportunities in the red zone – Starting to notice a theme with the red zone. I think those early on were the difference in the complexion of the game. If the Eagles might have been able to cash in or one or both of those early in the first quarter when the San Francisco 49ers had negative yards on offense, then all of a sudden you're talking about the game tilting in the Eagles' favor. They weren't able to do it. San Francisco got on a roll, scored touchdowns on six consecutive drives. Yeah. They're good at football. Next, the Baltimore Ravens. Right now, today, the Baltimore Ravens have the best defensive football. Like I, I know I've included the Cleveland Browns at a point this season. I've included the Kansas City Chiefs. Both of those units have regressed back to the mean, but the Baltimore Ravens continue to stay right there. I mean, the investment that they made in Roquan Smith was well worth it, and because of all of the weapons that they surrounded Lamar with, you're starting to feel less and less the absence of Mark Andrews. Now, the hope is that Mark Andrews can come back at some point during the stretch run, but they're going to need him because when you look at the remaining stretch, the remaining schedule, they got the Rams, the Jaguars, the 49ers, the Dolphins, and the Steelers, and it ends up being the toughest remaining strength of schedule in the NFL. So Baltimore has got a tough road to toe, but it's also an opportunity for this team to grab control of the number one seed and have home field throughout. If people got to come to M&T Bank Stadium, that is not an easy task because that is not an easy place to play. Mm-hmm. And there's also an opportunity for Lamar Jackson individually to make a case for the MVP. Even though the stats don't look like some of the other quarterbacks, all Lamar Jackson does is win. 
Like, he's got a little bit of that Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts in him. All he does is win. This is an opportunity to actually move up when it comes to the odds on winning the MVP. Lamar Jackson is having that kind of season because of what he means to that team. And then, of course, the number one team in the power rankings, the San Francisco 49ers. How could you not have them number one? When this team is healthy, they are the best team in football. When they're healthy. The biggest question mark is whether or not those guys are going to stay healthy. Like Trent Williams in his mid-30s. George Kittle, he's in his 30s. I mean, Debo Samuel, we know he doesn't stay healthy for a full season. You know, uh, yeah, Christian McCaffrey, you wonder whether or not the wear and tear is going to catch up with him because of the volume of touches that he gets. So those are all concerns for the San Francisco 49ers. But outside of health, there are no weaknesses on this team. And we saw their defense's ability to be able to lock down when it comes to the red zone and when it comes to limiting points uh, once teams get into plus territory. So the San Francisco 49ers are going to be a tough out for anybody. I The only question I have about them is whether or not they can stay healthy. And then the other thing as a sidebar is can they wrangle home field advantage away from the Philadelphia Eagles down the stretch? Uh-huh. That's it. Those are the only questions I have about – the San Francisco 49ers over the next five weeks. So there it is, the power rankings. The 49ers, the Baltimore Ravens, Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys, Miami Dolphins. Smalls, you're my accountability partner. Any objections, any omissions? Well, the 9-3 and Detroit Lions coming off of a win, not making the list. And I know that they are coming off of a loss, but for the first time, I think, all season, no Kansas City. On the list. No Kansas City. No Kansas City. What's no understood, Kansas. I guess, does have to be said <laughs> yeah. this week, Evan. Well, no Kansas City Chiefs on the list, but, but they did but, lose. But we have said it, though. What's been the Achilles heel for the Chiefs all season? They're wide receivers. Yep. Drops. They're wide receivers. Wide receivers yep. and drops. Yep. I don't know if you noticed, and I, people on TV could notice, people on radio, I'll, I'll just explain here. You saw my face. The, I, had a, I had a look the entire time. Because I was waiting for who two was. I, was, I, I made up in my mind. I knew you were going to go San Francisco one. I was convinced. I couldn't figure out if you were going to put the Chiefs in there, and you didn't have the Chiefs in there. That was the biggest takeaway for me with all of this, is that Kansas City, and again, this is a week-by-week thing. This is not who you think is going to win the Super Bowl. This is not who you think is going to end up as the number one seed in the AFC, because we both said Kansas City could still do that. And these are not standings either. No. Oh, no. We're going to do a standings versus rankings thing? No, I'm just saying they're not standings. (laughs) So this is amazing. And I want to add one thing to your Niners point. Correct me if I'm wrong. When Trent Williams, Brock Purdy... Uh, Debo, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and Christian McCaffrey, and Kyle Juszczyk. Those seven guys have started the game and finished the game together. They have never lost. Probably. Think about that for Probably, a second. Yeah. They have never lost when those seven guys have played games together from start to finish. But that just shows you a little bit of the fragility of the 49ers. Right, they too. have lost when they haven't played but together. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If, if you lose one of those guys, how big of a difference it makes. Enormous. Enormous. It's a completely different team as we've seen with the so, loss. So does that affect your confidence in them in terms of what they're going to be and whether or not they can get to a Super Bowl? Too late now. I've already picked up with the Super Bowl. So if that's the case, then I'm in trouble on that one. That's for sure. That's the one thing that worries me, man. No, you're Ra- right. Razor thin margin you're of right. error. You're right. Razor thin. And it's been proven. You're a thousand percent right. Coming up, Gary V will join us next. Done Sportsmanlike. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do. You do. We all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you 
to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. All of the great ESPN stations across the country. Sirius XM 80. You can give us a call at 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Part of the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Be a part of the Dr. Pepper call-in line. And, of course, it's not just college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The ones fans deserve. Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk, CEO of Vayner Media, Vayner Sports. Diehard, lifelong Jets fan is going to join us in just a couple of minutes here. Boy, what timing. So, um, we, we were lucky enough to have Gary V. booked prior to what went on yesterday yeah. with the yes. Jets and all of the drama around a quarterback wanting to play, not wanting to play. Maybe he wants to play quarterback. I, I guarantee he'd be more willing than the guy that they are maybe going to have at their quarterback position. Mm. Did you ever have a teammate, CC? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. You never had a teammate? No. You didn't even have to get no, through. No, I'm not, I'm not. He doesn't have to answer. He doesn't have to finish the well, sentence. I have to he set have up the story. No, you don't. You don't have to finish. I've never had a teammate say that he didn't want to play when the team asked him if he would step into a more significant role. Never had that happen. Never seen it before. Never heard of it. I, d- I don't understand it. It is beyond me. But I will say this. It's an indictment on his sports character. And how could any team, let alone, let alone the Jets who have done everything to back him, support him, how could any team moving forward trust Zach Wilson? Period, point blank. I when don't he think plays the position that's most fundamental to winning in the NFL, how could any team trust Zach Wilson? Well, and you think about the reported reasoning too, which is that he might be afraid to get hurt or doesn't want to risk injury. And then you have guys like Joe Burrow, who's clearly injured and who's going out there and gutting it out to play and put his team in the best position to win week in and week out. Obviously he's out for the season now, but there's so many instances we have. I'm sure every single week there's, there's, I'm sure nobody feels great at this time. Nobody of the year. is healthy nobody in the NFL. That's a great that's a great year, right? point. Nobody in the NFL is healthy. But think about what you just said, Smalls. Think about all of the players that are gutting it out, not just around the NFL, in that Jets locker room. Yeah. Think about how Quinnen and Quincy Williams feel. Oh. Think about how Sauce Gardner feels. Think about how everybody on that defensive side of the ball feels. Yep. Knowing that they've been carrying the water for this team all season long and they've been essentially pitching shutouts 
and still finding themselves on the losing side of games. They only allowed 13 points to the Atlanta Falcons. And guess what? Their team scored eight points, and they got two of them because of a safety. Think, think about think about that. Like that that is what that defense is dealing with, and how bad those guys feel, both physically and mentally, because of all of the losing. And then you got a guy in Zach Wilson, who the organization has coddled since he was drafted here in 2021, say that he doesn't want to go out there and try to help your team win. Who the hell are you? Well. I'm sure that Gary Vee is going to really enjoy this conversation. <laughs> Gary Vaynerchuk, of course, CEO, VaynerX, co-founder of Vayner Sports, Vayner Media, joins us here on Unsportsmanlike with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen. Gary Vee, thank you so much for the time. You always say that you like failing. Do you like failing as a sports fan here with the Jets? <laughs> I'm a diehard Jets and Knicks fan. What do you think? <laughs> how, how, is your, your character is so made up around fighting through failure. Are you made to be a fan of them, or did you develop that because of being a fan of theirs? I'm not sure, brother. You know, it started at such a young age. It's a really good question. It can go either way. And and the, really, the reality is it's not that I love failing. It's that there is failing in life. And I think in general, we've done a really poor job in demonizing losing. Modern parenting has started giving all these kids eighth-place trophies and I think we've made people scared of a step back or or failure. And so one's relationship with failure is incredibly uh, important and more importantly, normally an indication of what the relationship with winning is. Gary, I'm of the opinion now that one must be born into Jets fandom because nobody would knowingly choose this life with all of the misery that they've had. But in looking at this situation now as a Jets fan, are you rooting for losses because you want a better draft pick? Or are you still hoping that this team can find a way to win games down the stretch? Chris, first of all, we don't want nobody. We don't need anybody joining. I don't want any, you know, I don't enjoy watching all these little kids walk around with Steph Curry jerseys. By the way, Chris, have you seen Patriot jerseys all over New York like we have for the last 20 years? Nope. I don't see that anymore. Nope. So good news, everyone who's listening. We don't want you. And when we get our turn, don't put on a jersey because we don't need you. As far as a fan, as a fan, you want to lose out. You want the best picks you know, as possible. That's just the reality of it. Every diehard Jet fan that's listening right now can think of a ton of games we won during a season where we were not going to make the playoffs that changed our draft position. On the flip side, oh, I own 20, a sports 2020 team. against the Raiders was point in case, right? 2020? Yeah, the Rams. The Rams. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, look, I think, I think that's what I want as a fan, but that's not how it plays out. These are, listen, you know this, you had a great career. These men are playing for themselves. They're playing for contracts. They're playing to stay in the league. If you and I played pickup basketball right now, if you're like, hey, can we do some quick pickup basketball for the show? I would play like my life depended on it. So, to add, you know, I'm aware that everyone's going to play or the majority everyone's going to play as hard as possible. But as a fan, you're, you're thinking about draft position, especially in this draft where there's a ton of good left tackles coming out. Mm-hmm. There's a all worldwide receiver if you get all the way down to the third pick. And so, you know, there's things that the team could use going into next year. Gary, it is well known that you don't only just want to be a Jets fan. You want to actually be a Jets fan at the highest level. You want to own the Jets. For our audience that might not understand why someone would want to own a franchise like the New York Jets, can you share that story with us? Explain why you want to own the Jets. 
you know, it's it's a really funny thing because now it's a little bit more common and it's bougie and it's cool and it sounds like billionaire life. But when I was in third, fourth grade, that's when I realized I was unlikely to be like Chris and play for a football team. And it was my passion. You know, I, I was born in the USSR, like the Soviet Union. I came to America, you know, and it was a very, you know, humble beginning and growing up in Queens and then New Jersey. Uh, once I became a Jets fan in 82 at seven, um, you know, really became my real passion. And somewhere about third or fourth grade, a couple, you know, a couple of years later, I, I really, at first I wanted to play for the Jets in first, second, third, fourth grade. And then around fifth grade, when I was making a lot of money selling baseball cards and lemonade, I kind of had this thought, wait a minute, I'm probably more likely to buy the Jets than to play for them. And that became the mission. And obviously when Leon sold to Woody, I was young and knew that it would be a long time before they came up again. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, as a diehard fan and as someone who's most comfortable driving the car, not being the passenger, you know, I, I feel like the most likely way I can win a Super Bowl is if I drive the car. And so, (laughs) you know, I, uh, I would like that to happen. But honestly, for everyone who's listening, I'm not delusional. It's going to take an incredible amount of wealth creation, perfect timing, serendipity. There's a lot of variables that go into it. If they go up for sale tomorrow, I'm not in the financial place to strike. I've done incredibly well, but not at that level. And so I continue to try to build um, towards it. And uh, and honestly, chasing it has been incredibly enjoyable. And uh, I will do that until my last breath. Unfortunately, we only have a minute left with Gary V. Of course, his pickleball team, the Fives. He's part of a big three basketball team, Slam Ball League, Vayner Sports, Vayner Media, Vayner X. He does so many unbelievable things. Follow him on social. It's so inspirational. So in about 30 seconds or less, if you could answer this, sports ownership is for business or passion? Passion. You know, I'm aware that it's, you know, I'm aware that it could financially work out. But, you know, to me, this is passion. I mean, when, you know, I listen to your your show. You know this. Like this is a huge passion. The fact that you three get to sit around and talk about sports. Like think about how passionate people are. The fact that we're on the other side listening to you and yelling back at you and disagreeing. This is one of the great passions in the world. And everybody listening right now is very fortunate to give a crap about sports. Gary, you're amazing. We wish we had all day to talk garage sales, tag sales with you, everything. Thank you so much for a couple of minutes, and hopefully we Thank can you. chat again in the future. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, there Gary. He is. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. The great Gary V. of course. He's got so many businesses. VaynerX, CEO of VaynerMedia, Vayner Sports, wants to buy the Jets. And it's funny, I was when, in prepping for the conversation with him, I was thinking about our conversation with, about David Tepper, the owner of the Panthers. Yeah. And, and last week, you got word, this guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's doing this, doing that. And we talked about sports ownership. It really is for passion because so, that guy knows what he's doing. David Tepper may not know what he's doing. I think that's pretty clear. We will continue the conversation around the drama about the quarterback position with the Aaron Jets. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.